Texas Business Minds, a presentation of the Texas Business Journals, brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. In this episode, Austin Business Journal Managing Editor Will Anderson is joined by Juiceland owner and originator Matt Shook. With 27 locations across Austin and another half dozen or so between Dallas and Houston, Shook shares his Fueled by Fun philosophy, which has helped him and his team throughout the pandemic. So thanks for joining me, Matt. It's a, an interesting time right now to run a chain of, uh, of eateries and, and smoothie shops. Tell me what you're thinking right now at Juiceland and how, uh, how you've been holding up recently. We've been doing great, you know, team spirits high, nothing's back to normal by any means, but um, you know, we're just getting used to doing business the way we've been doing it, which is to go. And uh, we're set up pretty well for that at Juiceland. Most folks just grab a smoothie or a food item and hit the road anyway. So it wasn't a big change for us. Yeah, I could see consumer behaviors already benefiting uh, or, you know, being in a place that was good for, for Juiceland. But, but to be clear, do you, do you have your dining rooms open at all or are you pretty much all a to-go operation now? Since March, we have been a to-go only where you place your order at the walk-up window or at the front door where the customer is outside. And tomorrow, we reopen our lobbies. Come in and pick up your stuff and look through the shelves and whatnot and wait for your drink, but no on-site. We're not, we're not allowed dining inside. We just, you know, we don't see a reason for that currently. So uh, with the change in the weather, we're letting people in, but before what was, you know, there's no real point, you know, it was just playing it safe, you know, playing it safe for everybody. And I feel like uh, erring on the side of caution is a good thing. Wholeheartedly agree. And you actually invested in stuff too, like replacing, uh, window panels or, or doors with, with walk-up windows. Is that right? In the stores that didn't have them before? Yeah, that's right. You know, several of our locations, including Houston and several spots in Austin where we already just had walk-up windows, you know, some of our older locations like on Lake Austin Boulevard or Cesar Chavez, and that's our business model. It's just a walk-up window, kind of like a food truck, yeah. if you will. We have that at the domain. So when we saw there was an opportunity to do that at a couple other shops, we did it real quickly and it was very helpful. You've actually, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you've added locations too this year. I mean, with, with Saltillo opening um, on, on the east side of Austin, you've brought new units online. Is that right? Saltillo opened in 2019. All of our stores that open have opened in 2019, but we do have a new one opening tomorrow. We're opening a drive through location where we partnered with Little City Coffee. Little City is one of my favorite coffee shops from old Austin back in the 90s. And they're a phenomenal roaster. And so we've done a joint venture. So we'll have a drive through coffee shop, juice bar, which I'll go ahead and say on the record will be the best combination smoothie, juice, coffee bar, drive through in the country. <laughs> yeah, I've been all over the there's, It just doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like there's plenty of drive through hamburger spots around the country, but not drive through juice bars of our caliber with coffee of that caliber. So well, I like the, um, what do they call? I like the lattes that I get at Juiceland sometimes. The golden yeah, like, coffee latte? Exactly. But sometimes I want an actual latte, just an Americano, just some straight caffeine to my brain. So this sounds like something I need to check out. Well, for sure. And, you know, as, a, as an entrepreneur, you know, I'm always trying to 
be creative and, and think on my feet. Whereas the, the rest of the team's always just trying to execute on what we already have going, which is a lot. <laughs> so, so um, we kind of hit a perfect combination of needs because we had a drive through available to us. We took that and the idea that you can get an espresso drink, an oat milk latte, if you will, or an Americano or just a good, strong drip coffee with your smoothie or juice at the stores you're talking about where you get the golden milk coffee latte, we use cold brew coffee. Whereas in this one location as an experiment, we will have espresso machines. So, yep, it's, it's exciting for me. Very exciting. And where's that going to be located? That's on the Northeast corner of Mopac and Southwest Parkway, a big shopping center there with Best Buy and the Sam's club and the specs. We're going to take over a, a drive-through coffee shop that was there. That was a kind of a national chain and replace it with two local heroes. So it's kind of exciting, but also. Very cool. Maybe you can expand on that topic too, that you just, uh, that you just broached as the entrepreneur, as, as the founder, as the original man behind Juiceland. how do you see your role as your team, you know, that you're part of navigates this pandemic and responds to pressures, but you've got to keep your, your eyes down the road too, to be thinking about how does this affect consumer behavior long-term? What will we look like on the other side of this thing? How do you balance those two kind of competing pressures? Well, that's the word. Perfect. The, the, the word is balance. And you know, more than anything, we need balance right now throughout the business world and you know, seeing other people's perspectives and seeing other people's needs, I think is really important. And so, you know, my first job is to appreciate the team that I have and appreciate the job that they're doing because I'm continually impressed by them. And on the other side of that, I've got to try to interject new ideas and keep things fresh because, you know, that's just the nature of the game. So coming up with new products or coming up with new ways to to, um, you know, a new online ordering system or a new reward system or a new website. There's all these things kind of behind the scenes that take a lot of coordination. And so I'm constantly, you know, just trying to light a little fire and see if anybody wants to come sit by that fire with me, the fire of ideas. And sometimes I get a, I get a, nope, we're enjoying this fire over here. It's perfectly fine. You come over here with us. So it's really about just listening and, and, um, and like you said, the balance between, the go, 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 and the slow, 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 and, and, you know, do it right. You know, a lot of my favorite brands, they do their thing and they do it right. And that's all I want from them. I don't want a lot of innovation. And so that's my challenge is to not innovate too much. No, that's great. I love the idea of this fire. Not like we always think of this metaphor of the fire, like burning underneath us, like innovation. Oh, we gotta, we, we gotta keep up. We gotta keep innovating or the fire will literally burn us, mm-hmm. um, but it's more like a warming fire, right? Come, come sit by my fire. I'll, you know, I'm parceling out new ideas um, yeah. to, uh, to stoke that, uh, yeah, that creativity, kind of that top level creativity. Yep. The best thing about my company for me is the people that are on the leadership teams are the people that were making smoothies with me on Barton Springs Road a decade ago uh, when we only had one location. Yeah. So, you know, my COO, my director of purchasing, my director of HR, my CFO, like all these people have made smoothies in a shop. They know the business from that side of things. And so it's really easy for us to come up with ideas that will work and how we can execute on them. So that's kind of the cool, that's kind of the coolest thing about Juiceland is that the leadership team has grown up with me and I've grown up with them. And so it's pretty amazing. How do you, I, I would 
I don't think I'm going too too far out on a limb to say Juiceland has this this certain culture ambiance about it. How do you maintain that that culture, that focus when you do grow to multiple metros, multiple markets now, thirty five ish locations? What's your secret sauce for keeping your cool? The secret sauce, honestly, has been um, you know having an HR department that listens and collaborates and is thoughtful and mindful. That's it. That's the, that's the fertilizer for the soil of growth. When you want to grow and you want to be true to your values, you just have to be engaged with your staff. And so we try to make all decisions collaborative. You know, we listen and, um, and we're thoughtful about it. So that's, that's the number one way, you know, having fun is what I, you know, that's my main goal in life is to have fun. And so finding like-minded people that are just, you know, easy to be around and kind of fun to be with, like that was, that's what built the, the you know, the DNA of Juiceland is just a fun loving crew. And so, you know, there's just a lot of laughter and a lot of, uh, a lot of easygoing folks. So that's number one. So those two things, you know, like listening and having fun, you can't go wrong. Do you, uh, speaking of creativity and, and new ideas, do you still come up with menu additions and then new smoothies? Is that your job? Totally. I mean, I, uh, it's like a, a collaborative process. I mean, there's infinite combinations on the shop level. We have staff every day that's coming up with, hey, Matt, try my drink I came up with, you know, so it's pretty cool in that regard. But yeah, you know, I've pushed several initiatives. You, you brought the golden milk coffee latte. You know, I saw somebody doing that back in the summer of 2017. They were using powdered turmeric from the spice rack. And I was like, wait a second put fresh turmeric in that thing. And so next thing you know, we're all standing around drinking fresh turmeric golden milk lattes that are like off the charts. Good. So yeah, I, I try to keep my eyes and ears. The oat milk latte will be serving at the little city juice land. You know, I've wanted an oat milk latte on our menu for years and I've been pushing for it. So this is kind of a dream come true. So yes, I, along with really it's our customers that, that tell us what want. So, you know, in the beginning, when I started on Barton Springs Road in 2001, my customer base was an encyclopedia of knowledge for me. I wasn't, you know, that familiar with superfoods and all these different, you know, smoothies and juices, but my customers were, and they really helped inform me. That's great. I remember talking with Dave Paul over at Pluckers. And when I interviewed him, he was just finishing up eating like you know, a bunch of different sauces that he was cooking up in the kitchen. Just, uh, you know, you've got to find time to split between, again, that creativity, that that insight, that what's next. And also, you know, let's get this business through a global pandemic. So let's dive a little more into what the pandemic's been like for Juiceland. We've seen, like you said, you took a lot of foresight. You looked at um, how can we keep both, I guess, employees and customers safe while, while uh, getting them their smoothies? How can we try something new? What's it been like? You seem to have responded quickly to, to the coronavirus pandemic. I don't know if you had uh, any insight or if you were watching the news a lot before everything happened, but uh, tell me, maybe, maybe just walk me a little bit through the past few months. Well, you know, initially it just felt good to like, you know, lock arms with other restaurant owners that I know, people in town that I respect and just get on the phone with them. Like, how are you, what are you guys doing? How are you doing? And really kind of, I just built my own little network of leaders and yep. we just collaborating. Okay. This is what we're doing. You can do this. You can do this. Oh, we had a positive test. Okay. Well, what do you do? I mean, right out of the gate before there was like any guidance, it was like figuring out what do you do to make sure 
staff and customers are safe. And so we, you know, we, we went a little extreme. We closed all of our lobbies. We didn't allow anybody inside. You know, a lot of other places I was noticing people were still going inside the building and, um, you know, fast forward to now, you know, there's, I was just at my favorite landscaping place up in Leander and I went inside with my mask on and I was the odd man out. There was, you know, 15 people working in there and customers and nobody was wearing a mask. And I think that, you know, that alternative viewpoint versus like in Austin, there's spots where, uh, like I said, you, of course you have to wear a mask when you come indoors to a juice land or a HEB or wherever. So, you know, it's, there's just so many different viewpoints, perspectives, and realities out there about what's safe and what's acceptable. And we, like I said, we wanted to err on the side of caution. So we closed down our lobbies and we got going on curbside and, and uh, we tried to figure that out pretty quick and, and it worked well because our staff was so flexible and figured it out. Um, we got a new online ordering system put into place and that was really helpful. So um, just in general, you know, we're down about 25 to 30% revenue from last year, which is something I hear is kind of common in the industry. Um, yeah. I've heard worse for sure and I've heard better. So it's just one of those things where it's really tough right now. It's really tough. And it's, and it's, um, you know, you lose your commuters, you lose your office folks. You know, we had downtown juice lands, downtown, uh, not, not super busy anymore. We had a location in Houston at the medical center. Well, medical centers aren't buzzing anymore. You know, uh, there's, you know, not a lot of people going to the hospital for things that aren't necessary. So, yeah. so yeah, we're still, I'll be honest with you. I'm still a bit stunned by the whole thing. Every day I wake up and I just, I can't wrap my head around it. And um, you want to try to innovate. You want to try to get your sales back up to a certain level. And at a certain point, there's, there's nothing that you can do. Well, I see that pandemic fatigue a lot. Um, you know, I've, I've definitely seen restaurants and businesses where mask wearing is lax and, and they're not enforcing it. But I also see this, this understanding of this new normal, which of course is the most overused phrase now of 2020. But I think there's a lot of credence and truth to the new normal where it doesn't seem weird to go stand in juice land with your mask on, you know, not, not play the vintage video games anymore or sit around, but it seems normal just to go in, grab it and leave. Right. So, so there is this new normal as well that people are adapting to um, taking those mask wearing or whatever precautions you're taking in stride. And I think you're right. I think 20, 25%, 30 being down is normal. I think being flat is very normal when lots of people expected growth this year. But there is a little bit of a silver lining of, okay, maybe we're getting a little bit of this figured out. So what do you think about 21? I mean, it's crazy. We're, we're almost in the new year. Thank goodness 2020 is almost over, but not a whole lot change on the pandemic front. So just how are you adapting and what do you, yeah, what does your 21 look like now? 21's looking good and it's better and better every time a landlord understands that it's a partnership between the tenant and the landlord, <laughs> we both need each other. Right. And so, you know, I've heard some, some horror stories out there of landlords using this pandemic as a chance to, you know, get a tenant to leave. And um, we've actually had a lot of luck with our landlords where they get it, where it's like um, we can probably catch up in 2021 or 2022 and they're giving us a little space to breathe. And so we've got some leases of locations we were going to open this year that we know that we can't open because they won't be successful in this climate. So we're pushing them out to next year. So we're optimistic. We're delaying some things. We're trying to, you know, trying to play whack-a-mole with the different timetables and leases. So 
I'm optimistic about next year. Juiceland owner Matt Shook joining Austin Business Journal Managing Editor Will Anderson. In our next segment, Shook shares his advice for small business owners who are struggling with their landlords. When Texas Business Minds continues. I'm Rich Gregasco, President and CEO of Texas Mutual Insurance Company. To everyone who has been hard at work providing the things we need during this crisis, we say thank you. You truly are essential and we're proud to be on the job with you. More at TexasMutual.com slash on the job. Continuing our conversation on Texas Business Minds, as Austin Business Journal Managing Editor Will Anderson profiles Matt Shook, owner and originator of Juiceland. You have a big network now. Do you have any advice for smaller operations that might have one brick and mortar location? You know, if you were speaking to business owners who, you know, one or two brick and mortars and maybe they feel like they don't have the leverage with a landlord, what would, what advice would you give them? Try to make a personal connection. You know, that's pretty much it. Try to make a personal connection. I guess having a great broker like Juiceland has, advice too if you if you feel like you can't get anywhere on your own you might go out and find someone that 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 knows a little bit more about the industry those are my two pieces of advice and i do think that a lot of people out in the public that appreciate that one of their favorite businesses or a place they go to they just need to support them because i don't think a lot of people know the strain like you know it looks like everybody's open and everything's you know back to normal and it's not so if you value a location, a business, check in with them, see if they're doing okay. And if not, try to do your best to support them. That's what I would say also. Yeah. Your wallet speaks, speaks way more than your, your social media post. Although you can, you know, post about totally. spending local too. That, that's great. But, um, but yeah, I agree. Vote, vote with, your, with, with your pocketbook, with your wallet about those local businesses uh, you love and want to see after the pandemic. Totally. Totally. Yeah, we, we actually closed three locations during uh, the pandemic that aren't going to reopen. And you have a customer base that's like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you're gone. I need you in my neighborhood. And there's nothing more than we want to be there more than anything. But when you lay off staff because you don't have the money, you know, it, it's painful as a business owner. It's really painful. And this has broken up a lot of our family. And it's just not blaming the public for not, you know, coming in and working with them. I mean, people are changed their traffic patterns. I understand completely. And there's just, you know, it's an, it, like the new normal means it's a big shakeup and there's going to be, a, I'm seeing more and more locations closing up and I, and I don't see it ending anytime soon. And it's, it's rough. It's rough seas out there. Well, I don't want to be pessimistic, but there is reason, you know, think things could be bad this winter after, you know, there's this general sense, maybe, oh, things are still kind of open. I can get my takeout, but, but you're right. I, I, I hope it doesn't get bad, but, you know, with government programs running out, like paycheck protection program, a lot of people expected that there would be faster um, resources from the state and local levels, but that's taking a little bit longer for restaurants and, and music venues. So, so yeah, I'll just echo your point that if you, if you love a place and you want to see it afterward, or, or you just want to know that you contributed to helping it out, spend your money there. That, that's the best thing you can do. If you see a petition floating around, you know, that says save our restaurants or save our music venues, sign the petition, share it with your friends. This is real stuff. 
Congress needs to hear from everyone. And if you care, you have to act. There was the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, which, which I believe Juiceland got uh, a loan. Is that correct? Through PPP? We totally did. And we used it in the time frame that was laid out. And we used it in the parameters that were laid out, which was 75% of it on payroll. And we used it all. And um, then they changed it and extended it and lowered the threshold. And we had already used it for the purpose it was laid out for. So there was a little bit of herky-jerky there which I hope it benefited some other folks because, because, you know, it, we did our best to just to play by the rules laid out and, um, and our business rebounded quite a bit, you know, come summertime, we started sure. those to go drinks where I know other places, I can't imagine how they're making it through this without more help. I, and I can't imagine how um, really it's like when you need some help, you're hoping that the government steps in and, get, and deals get made and, and there's another allocation. There's another way to keep the air on the tire. And everybody's just been sitting around for a couple months now. Like, I can't believe it's still the flat tire. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. You know, bar owners, restaurant owners, music venues. I just, I feel for everybody out there. I really, really do. Well, yeah, you mentioned signing petitions and, and calling on your, your, uh, you know, your representatives in Congress, the Senate. Do you, I mean, do you think another PPP would help out some of those folks or, or, uh, or like the, the Heroes Act, which, which has a, you know, a big chunk of money set aside for maybe bars and music venues. What would you say if, if you had a congressperson's ear right now? Of course it helps. People are struggling. This is real. It's the realest thing that's ever happened to most people in their lifetimes that I know. I know 9-11 affected New York in a way that, you know, cascaded. Yeah. You know, but like, I just don't see the urgency that I know that exists. I don't see the urgency to help out. And so, yes, I'm shocked that the Senate, Congress, president, everyone involved hasn't pushed something through. That's, that's just a, basically a, a way for people to pay for their cost of living, to pay for their, um, you know, to keep their, their cell phone going and to keep, you know, there's just so many people that seem to be cut off now from, from aid. You know, we had the money coming weekly, for people that were unemployed and that's dwindled. I just, I just um, expect so much more in a time of crisis like this. And you look to other nations and they're able to pull it off. And I think we could pull it off too. And I'm a little dumbfounded. Like I said, the word still a little stunned by the whole thing. Um, so watch waiting. I hear that reflected a lot from, business folks like yourself, a, a disconnect, I think, from, from the reality, the urgency on, uh, on the streets or on Main Street, you know, what have you, and, and in the stores versus the, uh, the macro picture and, and the response we get out of Washington. So, again, I'll just reiterate, you have a lot of pocket locally in your own, in your own wallet. So, so that is, um, and, and, and in your voice, like you said, signing petitions and calling on the people in power around you to support those local businesses that make America great. Yep. There's tons of businesses that are doing great right now. I mean, you know, home improvements out off the roofs, you know, if you're, if you're if, you know, all, all kinds of attorneys are getting new cases on things that needed to get settled up years ago and people have a lot of free time. I, you know, I get it. There's, there's businesses that are doing fine, but for me personally, it's so painful to think about life without live music. It's for a lot of people, that's church. You go, you get together with your community and you uh, feel uplifted. 
And to not have that and to, and to see that these venues aren't getting the support they need for that, even just, just in Austin, we know how valuable it is. That's just one particular industry where I'm, I'm stunned that the community and our local government can't see the importance of these venues and helping them stay afloat and helping their staff able to stay in town. And just, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling that we've kind of, we've lost sight of, of a lot of the important things. And so that's just one industry I'm, I'm hoping and praying. I saw that the city, city of Austin did pa- pass a resolution to get some money to those businesses. And um, I think it's still kind of a vague idea of how to do it. I don't really see any action on it yet. So um, the saves act is, is putting a couple million dollars towards that. Some say it's too little too late, but, but certainly, you know, if you, if you are a bar owner, you know, you might appreciate that 40,000 or 50,000 a month, but, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, I agree. There's this disconnect. And I think the, there, there are certainly industries doing well, but that almost highlights the ones that aren't, that aren't doing well and, and juxtaposes, obviously the pandemic and stay home environment is helpful to some, but it's just brutal to, to a lot of those fabric businesses like live music that make Austin special and a lot of other cities too. That's right. That's right. Yep. And, you know, I just, since I have a pulpit here for a second, I just want to encourage everyone, you know, do your things outside, meet up with your groups, your friends outside, wear a mask. Like this is, it's, we all have to admit that we haven't rounded any corner. You know, the cases are trending up and now's the time to be cautious and careful for your fellow man and woman. So please just, please be mindful out there and um, let's do this as a, as a community. Let's continue to try to keep the numbers low because if we have to take the kids out of school again, or we have to close down businesses again, like I see they're doing in Boston. Uh, I believe they're doing it in El Paso right now where there's, you know, a stay home order. Like that, those are all indicators that it's heading back our way if we don't all make this a group effort. So that's, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. 100% agree for me. Well, last question then. What's your go-to to go juice land order these days? Well, currently my wife and I enjoy a drink on the menu called the Bam Bam. The Bam Bam is kind of a, like a pineapple, mango, banana, almond, hemp protein. It's a green smoothie that tastes very tropical. And I like to add ginger and lime and kale to that drink. And i um, loving that. And then our hot matcha latte is phenomenal for a little pick-me-up in the afternoon where I don't get the full caffeine. Um, I just get a little pick-me-up. So I love the hot matcha latte. And um, that's the other thing I'll say is I'm so blessed that the team I've had around me all these years are are friends of mine and people that I love. And it's like a great culture. But the fact that I get to go to a juice land every day and have a a smoothie, uh, that's like one of the biggest blessings of uh, my life. So yeah, I love our products and um, never get tired of them the way somebody might get tired of a Philly cheesesteak. If that's all they're making for lunch or something, you know, I'm glad I've picked fresh fruits and vegetables as my, as your <laughs> so yeah. Yep. Excellent. Well, uh, your pride in your work is evident and uh, your love of your team is too. So uh, great sentiments to share with, with our audience. I appreciate you joining me today, Matt, and best of luck going forward to you guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Matt Shook, owner and originator of Juiceland. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Texas Business Journal and brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company. 
a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas.